All right, everybody, let's turn the page. Let's get ready to go. Texas A&M this weekend, 8-1 is still a possibility. Every goal is in front of this Ole Miss team. We just can't let LSU beat us twice. This is the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. You are Locked On Ole Miss, your daily podcast on the Ole Miss Rebels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome to the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. I am your host, Stephen Willis. Thank you very much for joining us. I do want to let you know this episode of the Locked On Ole Miss podcast is brought to you by Sling TV. Don't miss this week's matchup between the Ole Miss Rebels and the Texas A&M Aggies right here on Sling. Sling TV is the TV you love for the price that you'll love. Try it today. Also, thank you very much for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. So do us a favor. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell for notifications and new videos that goes up. And participate in the conversation down below by commenting or upvoting the video. So we would appreciate it very much. Anyway, this is an episode all about the keys to the game. This is the Keys to Texas A&M video. And the number one key by a million miles is containing Devin A. Chang. We know that the last three weeks Ole Miss has struggled against the run. We know that Texas A&M is really, at this point, mostly Devin A. Chang. Everybody is focusing on A. Chang and forcing A&M to try and beat them that way. So we will see exactly what this defense looks like. I talked to you yesterday about some stuff that I would do that would help in the run game. And I honestly believe that. Now, whether Ole Miss will do it or not, I do not know. But that is my thought of doing that. Now, Devin A. Chain's a great back. He's an elite running back. He is one of the better running backs in the Southeastern Conference. Texas A&M off. Texas A&M's offensive line is not really where they need to be. Their quarterback position is not really where it needs to be. And Jalen Weidermeyer has graduated. There's three real weapons that you need to look for for Texas A&M. One is A-Chain by a million miles is Devin A-Chain. But also Evan Stewart's a good player and Moose Muhammad is a good player. Those are the three guys that whenever Texas A&M makes a positive play offensively, it's usually one of those three guys that make this, makes those plays. But it is all contingent on Devin A. Chain. If you slow them down, you beat Texas A&M. If he goes off, Texas A&M has a chance to win. Texas A&M, they're not as good as they should be. I think they've had like four top five recruiting classes in a row or something like that. Some ludicrous amount that Jimbo has put together. This is a team that should be where it needs to be. This Texas A&M team is going to struggle to even make a bowl. Potentially, if they get to a bowl game, they're going to Memphis or something like that. This is a hard situation for A&M. And it is because they've struggled at the quarterback position, particularly finding one. They've tried to hand the job to Haynes King, and I make the joke all the time that Haynes King's throwing motion makes Tim Tebow look like Dan Marino. Now, granted, you've got to be over 40 to get that joke, but there it is. Um, it's a situation where if Ole Miss can slow down the run, and we know they can. 
We saw against Kentucky how hard it was for the Wildcats to run the ball. We saw that. Now, we think that Vanderbilt, Auburn, and LSU may have found a hole in the defense, schematically. It happens. There's tweaks to everything. We want to do this thing. This is, this is what's going to be our base, and let's build up around it. Well, sometimes people coach against you, too. And there's been a situation over the last three games of teams running essentially up the middle and being untouched for five yards. And A&M is going to do the same thing. How do we combat that? Well, the thing that I talked to yesterday, talked about yesterday is a situation to basically tighten in the three-man front to where it's basically an extended bare front to where both of the um, ends are over the outside shoulder of the guards, nose tackle in the middle. It's going to force the running back to go outside. All of a sudden, your speed becomes in play, and they can't just go up the middle on you. That That is my thought. I think they're having trouble at the moment getting to where they need to be. If, they, if they're, they're supposed to go into the B-gap for the run fit, they're kind of spread uh, spread out too much and flex too much to get to that B-gap. Simple as that. It happens to everybody. I mean, other team coaches too. They have scholarship players as well. It is their job to find holes. And nobody. there's no such thing as a perfect scheme in football. So get that fixed. Slow down Devin A. Chang. And by slow down, I mean Devin A. Chang needs to be in the area of 90 to 120 yards for the game. That is what I would consider slowing down. We don't need him to have an explosive game to where that number is north of 150. That would be problematic. And if that happens, that's going to make it easier for Haynes King or um, Connor Wiegman if he plays at the quarterback position to work with Evan Stewart and Moose Muhammad. You'll see them running those stop routes that LSU just run. You'll see that. If you remember last year's game, this was a standard play that Jimbo Fisher ran for most of that game. It was a 10-yard out, and it was basically taking advantage of the cushion. So I think it will be interesting to see exactly how Ole Miss defends Texas A&M because it all starts with Devin A. Chain, but it doesn't end there. You need to be careful not to have your eyes too much in the backfield because if you look at Arkansas, Arkansas in the beginning of the year had a decent defense. They lost Jalen Catalan and they lost some transfers last year in the secondary, but the defense was okay. And then all of a sudden they were having trouble with pass defense. And in the process of trying to fix their pass defense, they broke their run defense to where it gave up explosive after explosive after explosive. And now they're trying to fix the whole thing. You need to be careful with this Ole Miss defense that you don't break the pass defense to try and cover up for what's going on in the run defense at the moment. It becomes a catch-22. I mean, it's going to be really hard because if cornerbacks and DBs have their eyes in the backfield watching for the run game, they're susceptible for double moves, and explosives can happen in the pass game. It just always happens that way. We remember what 2018's defense looked like. This is not 2018. 
you see a running back and a team running for 220 yards. That's not the same as in 2018, them running for 350 yards. It's not the same thing. You want it to be the same thing, and some people are going to claim it's the same thing. It's not the same thing. So there's a slight alignment tweak that I would look at. I would clog up the middle of the field the way that this John Haycock 326 is designed to do. Let the speed on the outside handle um, what's going on in the run game. Run down Devin A. Chain. He's going to bust it outside anyway. Be prepared for that. All of a sudden, the blocking size, the physics, isn't as much as a problem. And I think you can kind of even out what's going on. I think we just got a little bit too cute. That's all. But if we can slow down Devin A. Chain, we have a good, good chance. More than a good chance to win this game. If we slow down Devin A. Chain, we're going to win this game. If we don't slow down Devin A. Chain, Saturday is going to be difficult. A&M right now is not a very good football team. They are extremely talented. They are... They are like a B-minus version of LSU. To where if they put it together, they could look really good. But if they play the way they have been playing, it's going to be problematic for them. It, it just is. I do not have an over amount of respect for what's going on, on um, in College Station at the moment. A&M can't fire Jimbo Fisher because they'd owe him $90 million or something like that. But they have problems. They, they have real problems, and it all centers around that quarterback position. Connor Wiegman could be the guy. He's probably not the guy this year. Devin A. Chain looks like he's going to be fairly wasted. I don't know if he's a sophomore or junior, but there's a chance he goes away. And I Smith going down really hurt him. But, you know, Moose Muhammad, Evan Stewart, really good players. They do have some problems on the offensive line. And you get to off um, Texas A&M by blitzing, by being super aggressive. And if you do that, whoever the quarterback is, is at a disadvantage. And Haynes King is known to throw the ball up for grabs. We make jokes and, you know, everything about Jackson Dart, about his disaster plays. Well, Haynes King does that too. Um, Connor Wiegman is a true freshman that can be fooled. He almost threw two or three interceptions against South Carolina Saturday night. So this is a game that Ole Miss can get, even though it's in College Station. LSU was the game um, out of LSU and Texas A&M that, that Ole Miss could lose and be okay because Alabama still has um, LSU. And then you can win that Alabama game potentially and everything is up for you. But it all starts Saturday night in College Station. But the first step is going to be Devin A. Chain. Stop Devin A. Chain. All right. When we come back from this break, we are going to talk about how well Lane Kiffin and DJ Durkin know each other and how that is a key in this football game. Um, both coaches know what gives the, gives the others problem. You're probably going to see that um, anyway. As everyone knows, athletes rise and fall in the ranks, but when it comes to saving money, Simply Safe is always on top. And right now, you can save big with Simply Safe Home Security. 
They're giving listeners 40% off their advanced security system. Simply Safe was just named Best Home Security of 2022 by US News. I use it, I love it, you'll love it too because at Simply Safe, your safety is all that matters. Now, I live in a pretty safe neighborhood. I don't worry about what's going on. It's just that benefit. I'm not bragging, I'm just saying what it is. But I had brain surgery in 2019 and I've been very forgetful. And about once a month, I completely walk into the house, forget the security system's on, it goes off, they call, I give the password, and I'm like, I, I, I'm sorry. I, it's just one of those things. I just forget things all the time. But give them the password, they cut it off, and they do that. Now, if they are willing to do that over the worst customer of all time, what would they be able to do for you with an intruder and everything in your house? They're always on point. They're always quick. They're always monitoring. And... That gives me a ton of peace of mind, especially when my wife's here by myself and stuff like that. So you simply safe for that. Don't miss a chance to save big, though, when you protect your home with the best. Get 40% off your order when you visit simplysafe.com slash lockedoncollege today. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes. That's simplysafe.com slash lockedoncollege. Go today. There's no safe like Simply Safe. All right, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including iTunes and Spotify. Leave a five-star review on both of those things. Um, you can say whatever you want to say, but just make sure it's a five-star review. That'll help us with um, the Google machine. So whenever they search Ole Miss podcast, the Locked On Ole Miss podcast will come up, and um, you can find us that way. And People that are looking for it can do that, but you can say whatever you want to say. Just make sure it's a five-star review. Anyway... One of the underrated things that nobody is going to talk about in the first part of this weekend, potentially, is the familiarity between Lane Kiffin and DJ Durkin. These are guys that have sat in a room together for two years. They know exactly what gives Lane Kiffin's offense problems. They know exactly what gives um, DJ Durkin's defense problems. So you've got defensive lines. You realize how DJ Durkin is going to want to play. So what are you willing to do? How do you combat that? You know what bothers him. You know what bothers you. What are you going to do? That chess match is going to be the thing to watch during this game. Other than Devin A. Chain, this is a huge story this weekend because they know what's up. DJ Durkin was, I think, on the sideline when Baylor had 10 sacks against Matt Corral in the Sugar Bowl. He knows what that Baylor team did that gave the offensive line trouble. They know how he knows how to attack this offense and these blocking schemes and things like that. That is an advantage that DJ Durkin has. Lane Kiffin knows that he has these advantages, but it's an advantage that he has. Now, how will that manifest itself? I don't know. AM, like we said, supremely talented. You got Five stars all along that defensive line. They're going to be there to hunt. If they use their blitzes the right way, it could be problematic offensively for the Ole Miss quarterback. For Jackson Dart going back to pass, who got hit several times Saturday against LSU because they just sold out and decided they were going to blitz. They were going to do whatever they needed to do. Now, flip side of this, 
Now, Jackson Dart, I don't know if he's completed a screen pass this season. Think about that for a second. I don't know if a screen pass has been completed this season. Now, 25 yards downfield have been fantastic, but I do think we need to rep this over and over again because it's going to start becoming important Saturday night and against Alabama and against Arkansas. These are all people that can really pressure the quarterback against Mississippi State. Our screen game needs to be on point. Jackson Dark can do it, obviously. He throws the ball 25 yards downfield um, on a rope, but we need to learn how to handle these screen games because they will become a weapon against these teams that sell out to blitz. Lane Kiffin knew that against LSU. He called two or three screens against LSU. They just weren't completed for whatever reason. But other teams are going to copy this. They're going to do what LSU did. Now, DJ Durkin is known for hyper, hyper conservative calls on defense. I think he's going to be fairly aggressive this game because he has to be. Because offensively, they're at a little bit of a disadvantage. So they need to disrupt what we're doing offensively at the moment. So you might see um, linebacker stunts, um, linebacker um, fires, things like that just to send five and six players at Jackson Dart on every snap. Now, the way you combat that is A, through the screen game. Ole Miss needs to get the screen game on point, period. There's, There's no way getting around that. And they need to use the middle of the field. At the end of the LSU game, Ole Miss was out there in 10 personnel. Didn't even have um, a tight end on the field. Um, Take that for what you will or whatever that means. But it is what it is. Zach Evans did not play in that game. That was probably a big turning point in that game because Zach Evans might be the better of the two outside runners. So you got Quinshawn Judkins, who is kind of our inside zone king, and he is really good at running that. And anything between the tackles, he's our guy. Zach Evans is better on the outside stuff, I think. And he gets problematic in space. And he's so smooth moving out there. So him being out kind of narrowed down what we could do running the ball. They tried to run it outside, um, even with quarterback sweeps from time to time. But they weren't really able to do it. So I think Zach Evans, him being out hurt a little bit. Another week of Ulysses Bentley getting healthy will be good as well. Again, still waiting on 20 personnel. I think I might have saw it once or twice against LSU. Um, But them putting on film is is a good thing. So they're going to have to prepare for it in the future. But I'm expecting LSU, um, not LSU, Texas A&M to be extremely aggressive in this game. They need to be. They need to copy what LSU did. They've got the athletes to do it, but think the answer to that is going to be wide receiver screens. You're going to see some bubbles. You're going to see some jet action. You are going to see just some straight running back screens. You're going to see Jackson Dart throw the ball closer to the line of the scrimmage. They're not going to do so much dropbacks and trying to make hit a big play from what's going on. I think they're going to mix that up with the running game to kind of make those linebackers go side to side. Because, you know, we've talked about this several times. This offense tortures linebackers. It's going to be important to torture those linebackers. The middle of the field becomes important. Right now, they don't have to worry about a receiver coming behind them. Right now, they don't have to worry about, honestly, anything but coming forward and stopping the run. The tight end play and the slot receiver is going to be imperative 
that they show out against Texas A&M. It is time. This is the part of the season where it matters. They need to come at it. And Lane Kiffin knows what bothers DJ Durkin as well. What route combinations, things like that, affect him. Because if you remember in 2020, he ran his defense, which is real similar to what he's running now. Now, by the end of the year, that defense was okay. I mean, we had a five foot seven nickel um, playing on defense. That, that that's a physics problem, but he played pretty well. But Wayne Kiffin knows what bothered that defense. Again, Texas A&M, good players. They have really good players. The problem they have right now is at the quarterback position. That is the issue they have. Whenever you play with 21 out of 22 players and that twenty that one player that's missing is a quarterback, you're not going to have a successful season. Everything is so quarterback-driven. It doesn't matter how talented the rest of the team is. Not having a quarterback is going to be a bad thing. Connor Wigman could be that guy. I don't think he's that guy now. That's my point um, going on. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a stakes, high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. So this is what you do. Build a profile on LinkedIn, right? You have a profile on LinkedIn. Then add your job and a purple hashtag hiring frame to your profile to spread the word that you're hiring. It's simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. You want to finish the year strong. I mean, you're getting there. This Christmas rush is about to happen. Everybody's thinking about making those hires. This is why small businesses rank LinkedIn jobs as the number one source in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. Seriously, LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, thanks again for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. So do us a favor, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell for notifications, and of course, participate in the conversation below by commenting or upvoting the video itself. It makes us pretty happy. Thank you very much for that. Um, big podcast moment over the last 28 days, we have gone over 80,000 views. Um, that, that, that is a big deal. Whenever we were we were still broadcasting for the College World Series, that, that same 28-day period, we would be like 25, 30,000 views. So this thing has grown huge, almost 300%. So thank you very much for that. Anyway, this kind of feels like a special team matchup, right? Whenever you look at this, this game and what's going on, this kind of feels like Frazier Mason... Jonathan Cruz, the return game, all of these, some somewhere in this is going to be the major key of the ballgame. A&M is co- going to come out with their hair on fire. Losing to South Carolina will do that. South Carolina's ranked, by the way. No, it, absolutely nuts. But A&M's going to come out with their hair on fire. 
they're probably going to play defense, do whatever they need to do, and they're going to do it really well. So it's going to be imperative that Ole Miss fields kicks cleanly. No stupid penalties in the return game. Block up on the punt return because you're dealing with a team that has super athletes. So make sure it's blocked up. Block up on extra points and field goals. Um, Connect on your extra points and field goals. Get your punt off. Decent hang time, no shanks. You need to be really clean in that phase of the game, period. You need to probably, you know, the first rule of special teams. I heard Gary Danielson this weekend, and it absolutely um, made sense. But the first rule of special teams is do no harm. So the first step is make sure you play clean. Then try to make plays. That's how you go out on this. Now, Texas A&M, field goal kicking punt. Um, Devin A. Chain is the kickoff return guy. Punt return um, could be an issue. Like I said, you're dealing with super athletes. Now, I say that to say this. If you can remember what LSU was like in 2007, 2009, that that ball, ballpark of what LSU was. Whenever Les Miles was there and they were running an antiquated offense and all of this was there, but they had super athletes. If you can remember on a punt, it felt like every other year when we go down to Tiger Stadium, the game that swung it open was a punt return. Odell Beckham takes it to the house or somebody like Jarvis Landry. Somebody makes a play in that game. This is something with super athletes like Texas A&M has that is a legit possibility. You need to be not just okay in special teams. You need to be pretty good this weekend or else you could be hurt because in special teams, it's all about hidden yardage. If you can force a team to fair catch the ball at their 11-yard line, you've won the field position battle. But if they return the ball to the 20-yard line, that's nine yards of hidden yardage and the offense completely changes. So stuff like that is going to be important in this game. It just is. And if you are looking for another way that A&M could be effective and Ole Miss win in the game, I don't see an offense other than Devin A-Chain running the ball where A&M's offense is just going to run over Ole Miss. I don't see a situation where DJ Durkin is going to be able to shut down Ole Miss. I do see a situation where special teams can come back to bite Ole Miss, and this becomes a game because of special teams. That is kind of the problematic area right now. So understand what's going on. These these are the keys of the game, period. Devin A. Chain, the coaching matchup between Lane Kiffin and DJ Durkin, and special teams game. Do those three things, win the, that, you will win the ball game, and you will go into Alabama at 8-1. and one. LSU was always the game that Ole Miss could lose before Alabama because LSU needs to go into that Alabama game up. Alabama needs to go into that Alabama game just really ready to go. They need to put all of it in. It needs to be where Ole Miss on the road the week after that is a trap game. That helps Ole Miss. It just does. 
I'm looking forward to that game, November 5th. Yeah, that should be awesome. Should be fun. Um, I'm expecting Alabama to win the game. I'm expecting Alabama to go into the Ole Miss game. What is it, eight and one? Ole Miss goes into it eight and one. Let's go. Let's dance. CBS game of the week. Let's let it happen. So we will see exactly what this team is made of this weekend. Now, if Ole Miss goes in there and boat races Texas A&M or even just wins the game by one point, that's a victory. It's a win. Either way, nobody can really poo-poo either of those results. If Ole Miss loses this game, this is kind of a must-win ball game. Then all of a sudden they can snowball. 7-2 and two becomes 7-3. and three. And then you go on the road to Fayetteville where Ole Miss doesn't have good luck. It becomes 7-4. and four. And then you've got an egg bowl with a four-game lose streak, losing streak in four game and four four or five days. So that is why this is important. You need to go out there. <clears throat> it's a must-win game. Period. <clears throat> Devin A. Chain, coaching matchup, special teams game. Those are the keys to the game. Anyway, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen today. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports Today. From the games that matter to the most to to the matter the most to the biggest stories in all of sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with the local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app and wherever you get your podcast. Hey, we do this every day. We're gonna sit there and talk about it as it goes. Tomorrow is gonna be the what to watch for episode. Anyway. Enjoy this episode, comment below, um, like it, and we will see you tomorrow because, man, how much fun is this? Take care.